Hey y'all, welcome back to In The Wild. I'm Rayshawn and today we have a treat for you because if you've been watching our content this week, we have been talking or highlighting some of our AU sweethearts. And today for this episode, we have two couples that are really making an impact at AU. So first up, we have Dr. Klaus Lay and Dr. Lynn Hedrick, and they are the co-directors of the new Immunology Center of Georgia at MCG, which is a new center that is all about immunology, and they're gonna talk a little bit about how that center came together, the work that they do, and how it's gonna impact not only our campus, but the state of Georgia as well, because they are some highly renowned scientists, researchers, they are recruiting scientists and other researchers, so, that's gonna be a cool conversation to have with them. And then we have two students, TJ and Piper Allen, to come talk to us about them getting married while being college students and how they manage that day-to-day -day life because I don't think I could have gotten married when I was a college student, but they were able to do it. And I think it's really cool to see how they are so involved on campus and managing things going on in their personal life, but also their work in school life. So here we go. Welcome you guys, thank you for being here. And to kick things off, can you share with us the purpose behind the Immunology Center of Georgia and what motivated you to help lead this groundbreaking initiative for our state? Sure, thanks for having us. This is gonna be fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Um, um, so we came here a year and a half ago, I think, um, from San Diego. And um, we came because um, I, I had known some scientists, some colleagues at MCG, and I knew how collegial they were. And for us, it was an opportunity to really build something that would really bridge the great clinical work and the great science that's already there that I knew from my colleagues. And so um, one of the things that we study or what we study is really immune cells or immunology. And that is what keeps you healthy. It's also what can kind of go crazy when you get sick or go awry. Um, it's also really what tries to help you get better when you are sick, right? So all of those blood cells, white blood cells in the that are circulating through your body and in your tissues are the ones that actually we think are central to keeping you healthy and also, you know, um, making you sick in some ways in some diseases. And so that, because it's kind of in the center of health and wellness and disease, we decided that maybe focusing, putting it kind of right in the center of the research that's going on at MCG and linking to all the great work that's already there is perfect for really bridging um, new innovations, new science. And so that's why we're here. It's a wonderful opportunity. So immunology touches on everything, right? You, you may know that m most chronic diseases like diabetes or heart disease have an inflammation component, even Alzheimer's. So many chronic diseases have inflammation. Inflammation is controlled by the immune system. So we're trying to work on unraveling some of those connections. The other big one is cancer, right? Cancer is basically, cancer means that a, a bad cell has escaped the immune system and now makes a tumor. And the immune system tries to fight it, but it's not normally successful unless we use little helpers, so-called checkpoint inhibitors. So among all the, the big diseases, 
it's either inflammation or the need to kill something and that involves the immune system. Another big area is autoimmune diseases. So autoimmune diseases range from multiple sclerosis to allergies and you know it's a, a wide range of disorders and quite a few people suffer from autoimmune diseases and the immune system is key understanding the immune system is key to dealing with these autoimmune diseases uh, i believe that autoimmune diseases can be improved by certain interventions and we may talk about this later and um, so uh, inflammation cancer and autoimmune diseases the big ones so you mentioned you came from san diego is this your first time living in georgia Yes, I grew up in North Carolina, so okay. it's kind of like coming back home. Okay, yeah. closer to home. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, what does a typical day look like for you both as being the co-directors of the center? Meetings. <laughs> uh, sometimes too many meetings. Um, yeah, pretty pretty busy, pretty busy. We're hiring um, a lot of new faculty and um, setting up new labs and hiring a lot of young scientists um, and um, that takes a lot of time and we are scientists at heart still even though we have these, this new role um, and so I think the, the most fun is probably just you know still having the opportunity to hang out in the lab and and look at data and, and you know you know watch our young scientists really develop and grow scientifically. I'm sure that's great. So let's take today. So this was pretty typical. So I met with a graduate student from my lab for over an hour. And, you know, graduate students need guidance. And so I meet with each of my graduate students one-on-one -on -one every week. Um, and we have other scientists, young scientists, and lab postdocs who basically come to us to become professors elsewhere. So that is past the PhD. They some, we sometimes meet one-on-one -on -one every week, but it's more often like every few weeks, right? Then we have a lab meeting where we test drive something, a new idea, a paper before it gets written. Does this fly? Does this make sense? What, what questions do you have? So I try to use half my time for my lab and half my time for the center. What Lynn just said about recruiting that's a big time commitment. We are supposed to recruit 20 professors. We recruited seven so far. And each of them is at least two, three-day visits, right? So it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that sounds like you stay pretty busy. Um, with technology advancing rapidly, what does that look like for your work and for the center? Like, how do you use, I guess, just that cutting-edge technology in your labs or even outside of the lab? You wanna go first? So single cell RNA sequencing is a modern technology that, that we use and uh, we were first adopters in 2017, one of the first groups doing this. Uh, so now, seven years later, a lot of people are doing it and it requires a good infrastructure in bioinformatics. You need statisticians, you need people who can write code and so it's, it's, but it's a very information rich um, resource and enables research on real people with a real disease, not a mouse model, 
but real blood from blood cells from people that have the actual disease. And that that is a game changer. The other thing we use um, almost every day is, is now um, artificial intelligence. So, for example, for image processing, uh, I study atherosclerosis, which is a blood vessel disease, and you can see the lesions in the microscope, but then to identify them, quantify them, you use artificial intelligence to you know, outline exactly where the lesion ends. That's interesting. The same, we do a lot of similar work. Um, I think one thing that my laboratory does uh, that's very innovative is something called mass cytometry. It's um, where you, um, at the single cell level, say you take your blood cells, right? And we wanna know what they look like, what, what is on the surface of these cells. Um, then we use um, antibodies that have these metal tags on them and um, we add the antibodies to your blood sample and we are put it in this big orange machine. We call it the orange prince, princess because she's <laughs> kind of finicky. <laughs> um, but and then that basically um, analyzes the cells and it tells us exactly what proteins are on the surface of each one of those blood cells of yours that we put in and then that tells us what's different between say someone who's really healthy versus someone who's sick right and um, we sometimes find very rare new cells we've discovered some new cells oh, wow. type subsets of cells so we kind of know what's in your blood there's monocytes t cells b cells but sometimes we find different new, discover new subtypes of those cells. And so we spend a lot of time trying to understand, hey, this is cool, what, what are they, what do they do? That does sound really cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, and kind of going off of that, being a part of the Medical College of Georgia, how do you, I guess, train the next generation of immunologists and scientists with the work that y'all are doing? What does that look like for a graduate student or say an undergrad who's interested in learning more? Right. Do you want to start? Yeah, we have undergrads and, uh, and medical students visiting for short periods and, you know, they are in the lab for a little bit to get the flavor of it. Then we have rotations. So here at AU we have short rotations, which are three weeks, and long rotations, which are seven weeks. And um, usually the students, the graduate students, do several of these rotations to find out which lab is a good match. And so we have that. And then we, if a graduate student commits to a PhD, that typically takes five years. So that's a longer commitment. It's also a big commitment on my part, on the part of the PI, because you invest over $100,000 in that person. So you want to have a good match. Yeah, for sure. Um, on a latter note, is there anything like unexpected in your role as directors that people might find interesting or they may not be aware of that comes with like your roles as scientists? Yeah, so part of our job is um, to, you know, have we have a development officer. We try to uh, get uh, philanthropic money, and so you have to play that game. And uh, that involves, um, you know, going to a retirement home and give a talk or having a lunch with someone or even, you know, more involved, uh, show up at a gala. Um, so 
Which can be fun. <laughs> Which can be fun. <laughs> Which can be definitely fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, uh, I guess what are your aspirations and goals for the future of the center? Like, what would you like to see it become in the next few years or longer out? Yeah, I think it's going to take a while, right? Um, you know, but we have, I think, really fantastic colleagues around us. Um, that are very helpful. The administration, um, the dean of the medical school, David Hess, is fantastic and very supportive. And I think um, with this growth, I think my expectation is the young scientists that we've had, that, that we've recently hired or in the next couple of years, going to have their grants, get grants, and win even more awards than they're winning already. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, they're um, hiring, hiring people. Um, you know, they were starting their labs and hiring, and so the place is really growing. And I think we, we hope that it becomes very successful. We think that it will. Um, and uh, it's something that will probably be nationally known. Um, I mean, everyone is already hearing about us and, and um, are excited that, um, we're, that this is happening. And uh, I think hopefully, um, I guess down the road, internationally known, right? I mean, I think... We're trying to build a really strong foundation, and we hope that um, it will succeed. We think it will, and uh, keep growing, and um, be something there for the long term for the next generation. Yeah, the word is getting out, and and most of the applicants we get at the faculty level, but also at the postdoc level, is word of mouth. So they know that this is happening, and. Um, that there's a lot of energy. I mean, when you have, you know, seven young assistant professors around, all hired in 2023, that creates some energy because they're all in the same boat. They need to get their first grant and, and you know, they need to get their first graduate student and get the lab working. And so, so that, that is a, a really a great experience um, that uh, we built, we are building into a national center. One thing we're struggling with is the rankings, the rankings lag behind by years. So you will not see an immediate impact on the rankings because it takes a while for these organizations to figure out that there are new people and that the faculty has grown and that we do different things. So that's why we have Heather, who is our uh -huh. communications director, and you know she helps us uh, have a presence in, in that realm, but also at our professional organization, which is the American Association of Immunologists. So we'll have a booth at the AI, as it's called for short, in Chicago in um, this summer. And, um, you know, we will be present. We will have AU uh, logos and everything and immunology logos on our booth. That does sound like fun. You know, I want to say something, too, you know, just to follow up with the, the, the young faculty that we have, you know, he mentioned how much energy they have. They're very enthusiastic. They're, of course, innovative and creative and, and really smart and fun. And it's just really, I think, together they all have different expertise. Um, and when you put them in the room together, it's just fantastic. And you can see how um, they're going to help the place grow because they themselves are going to learn to be leaders. And so you can really see that by bringing in this really strong foundation of people um, that this place is going to be fantastic. So.
I'm excited to, to see what's in store. Um, before we move on to our fun little game, I'm curious of, just to hear from each of you, what would you say makes a good immunologist for you know, the work that you do, the research that you're doing for folks that say, hey, I'm interested in maybe joining a part of your team. What would you say makes a, what would be a great mem team member for you? Um, for, you want to take this first or I'll take it first. <laughs> um, we, we have different styles, I guess. So it'll be interesting to say <laughs> what we say. So um, for me, it's really um, someone who's enthusiastic and wants to learn. Immunology moves very fast. Um, the field just, you know, in general, just, you know, there's so many discoveries made every day. Um, and, um, but enthusiasm, someone who really wants to learn and wants to read, um, you know, is not afraid of taking some risk um, in someone who, um, meaning that, you know, it, some of these experiments are difficult, but, you know, if you can hang in there and are disciplined to do it and really, you know, determine that, um, you know, uh, you can actually succeed at some of these experiments. Um, so, yeah, that's what I look for. And I think that's good qualities. Yeah, I went to medical school a long time ago, and I would say, look, looking from 2024, nothing was known back then. Nothing was known. Immunology is a very fast-moving field ahead of the other biological sciences. And let me give you two reasons for why this is. Immunology makes its own tools. Monoclonal antibodies were discovered in 1984 and are now everywhere, even in clinical diagnostics for everything, right? So you can make a highly specific monoclonal antibody. That's a wonderful tool. The second is most immunology molecules, when you make a genetically modified mouse, you knock out that molecule, the mouse will still be alive. It will have a defect in the immune system, but it will be alive, unless, un, unlike other disciplines. Like, you know, if you, if you mess with a molecule that is important in brain development, you may not get a live mouse. You cannot really study it, so you, you know. So, so these are two reasons why immunology is moving so fast and so important. The third one is a medical one. Um, vaccination is, is the most successful intervention in medicine saves more lives than brain surgery or other interventions or putting stents in hearts, right? It's huge, millions of lives. And uh, so vaccines are basically the practical arm of immunology. You've seen how the COVID vaccines were developed, how rapidly that happened. There was a, a groundbreaking speed, really warp speed. And, um, you know, these vaccines work and protect people Maybe not completely, but at least protect them from dying from the disease or going to the hospital. So now I'd like to switch gears a little bit to our little fun games. So if y'all would like to grab your whiteboards, just to let our audience know a little bit more about you. I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first game that we're gonna do is a little quick round of most likely to. So kind of like a superlative where I'm gonna read you a question and you will either answer for yourself or if it's your co-director. Uh, so first up is who is most likely to turn a casual coffee break into an impromptu brainstorming session? And now you ready? want us to turn yes. around? 
both ag agree that it's Klaus. <laughs> uh, I'm just drinking the coffee. <laughs> you're just drinking the coffee? <laughs> um, next up, who would most likely come up with a catchy nickname for a groundbreaking immunology discovery? Ah, <laughs> uh, he voted for you. <laughs> We've both done it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's fair. You both had your catchy nicknames? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, who is most likely to have a secret stash of snacks hidden somewhere in the lab? <laughs> Did he? Uh -huh. <laughs> what? What is, what's your uh, snack of, snacks of choice? Oh, it used to be goldfish. Okay. Oh, and I love peanut M&Ms. And then I think I'm allergic to peanuts because I oh, eat yikes. peanut M&Ms over the years. Um, okay, last one. Who is most likely to be the go-to person for immunology-related trivia in the office? I think. I, of course, I didn't mark anything out, so I'll just have to point. The bottom one. <laughs> <Klaus>. <laughs> Okay. What did he say? Me? No, he said uh, oh, himself. Good. Yeah, good. Okay, so y'all are pretty much on the same page there. Um, now I have some would your partner rather questions. So kind of sticking to uh, the lab and at work, would your partner rather discover a groundbreaking vaccine or unravel the mysteries of an unknown immune response? So you're trying to answer for your partner. So, so Lynn would probably take the latter. Okay. Be more excited about discovering an unknown immune response. He's definitely the vaccine. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, if you had to choose, would your partner rather have a lifetime supply of coffee to fuel your research, or an endless library of immunology resources to expand your knowledge? Oh, she would take the coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. And he would be the other. He would have the infinite supply of immunological resources, correct? Mm-hmm. See? Okay. <laughs> What's your coffee of choice? Oh, dark roast anything. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, next up, if your partner was stuck on a deserted island with only one tool, would, would they rather have a microscope or a high-speed centrifuge should i write it hmm lynn would probably go for the high-speed centrifuge because <laughs> in her phd she studied lipoproteins for which you need a high-speed centrifuge i don't think i would want either one. Oh wow <laughs> i would want to get out of there <laughs> what about you what would you choose Oh, he would want the microscope. He's one of the world's best microscopists. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and last one, would your partner rather give a TED Talk about your most exciting research findings or host a podcast series of some behind-the-scenes life at the Immunology Center of Georgia? For, for him, this. The TED talk. I, I think she would, she, would, she would more like the behind the scenes. Definitely. Behind the scenes? Okay. I gotcha. Uh, well, thanks y'all so much for being Thank here. You. I'm really excited to see all the amazing work that you're, well, kind of already doing for the Immunology Center of Georgia. And I just know that it's going to make a huge impact on not only 
MCG, but the state as well. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for, for having, having us. us. This is fun. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> I told you it would be fun. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Susan Davies and I'm your Vice President for Enrollment and Student Affairs. I'm so delighted that I get to talk with you today about Four to Finish. These are four aspects that we want you to incorporate into your life here at Augusta University in order to be successful. We feel like if you incorporate Four to Finish that you will be happier with your Augusta University experience and that you'll graduate on time. So what is Four to Finish? Number one, engage. We want you to engage both inside and outside of the classroom. Join a club or organization. Speak with your faculty member after class. Engage in undergraduate research. Number two, we want you to make purposeful choices. Make purposeful choices about how you spend your time, about your major, um, and even about who you study with. Make purposeful choices. Three is to develop your academic mindset. We want you to come into college and to be a student here at Augusta University with a growth mindset, with a mindset that allows for you to learn from others and to bounce back easily from mistakes. And number four is to follow your program pathway. This means following your curriculum in order to graduate on time, but it also means thinking about what you want to incorporate into your academic program to make it even more holistic for you. That might include an internship or student leadership. When you graduate from Augusta University, we want you to graduate with your degree in one hand and a career plan in the other. And four to finish, we'll get you there. Welcome, y'all, to In the Wild. Really excited to have you. Diving right in, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you both decided to pursue your respective majors? Yeah, so um, I knew in high school that I didn't really know what I was wanting to do. And then I met Piper, and she kind of helped me give me some perspective. And I started looking into um, the medical profession, and I shadowed a dentist and really fell in love with it. And AU had a really good dental program and the faculty here were really close with um, DCG's faculty, so I figured it was the best spot for me. And then she was doing nursing, and yeah. so she had kind of a similar story. Yeah, so I always kind of was interested in like the medical field. Um, I wasn't exactly sure like the difference between a doctor or like a nurse, you know? So I think I started in high school by just Googling like what's the difference, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I know seems really simple, but um, basically the explanation I had come up with was like, doctors kind of dealing with like the problem, whereas the nurse is kind of executing and dealing with the patient. And so I'm like kind of more of a people person. So that kind of fit in a little bit more to what I was kind of wanting to do. So um, we were looking at colleges and AU just seemed like a really good place, especially with like the medical side of things that they have here, so. Yeah, and we, it was a bonus that we both were able to come here too and stay with each other. Yes, yeah. for sure, for sure. So what was your first impression of AU when you first got on campus? Um, I know mine was a little bit of shock because it wasn't like a UGA or a Georgia Southern in terms of size. Um, but the more I stayed on campus, the more I really appreciated the history and tradition on the on the campus, especially Somerville right here. Um, I really liked it. 
Yeah, I think it was really pretty at first. Mm -hmm. That was like my first thought, I guess, when <laughs> yeah. I came here. Um, it felt very like comfortable too. Like, I don't know, immediately, I know this sounds weird, but like immediately I felt like this was kind of where I was supposed to end up, especially because this was my first college tour. So I wasn't really sure like if I was just really excited and like it was my first tour and like that's kind of why I was feeling that way. But after all the other tours I did, I for sure like kept coming back to Augusta. Um, I liked the potential, like it is smaller, so it is like you get to know more people on campus, which I really liked the idea of that. Um, but it's also not too small to where there's not anything going on. There's always a lot of stuff going on and we've been able to get really involved. So we've definitely never regretted our decision for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, w I was gonna kind of go off of your response because I kind of felt the same way when I first came here as like a prospective student. Like, I was like, wow, this campus looks really nice. And I always had this sense of like, yeah, this could feel like home. Mm -hmm. And so coming back as a student, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna like you here. Yeah. Um, so being college students, juggling studies, balancing personal life, work-life balance, all that good stuff, it can be a challenge. So how do you manage that being students, but also being newlyweds? Uh, that's been a challenge, um, <laughs> not gonna lie, um, because both of our class loads are really picking up and it's we're getting the tail end of our college career and it's like, it's hitting hard. Um, so our biggest thing is when we're home from school, we're home from school and we give time to, to each other um, because if we don't, then we're never gonna give time to each other because we're always gonna be doing school. And that's not to say we don't study and stuff because we definitely do. Um, we just make sure that we have separate times because if we start crossing everything over, there's some issues that can happen. Yeah, it's more of, for us, I think it's more of planning. We, we've we always been big planners um, before we were married. Like, we mm -hmm. just are planners. Um, I think it's like, kind of was like a shift into like, okay, yes, we're going to plan our studying, but we also are going to plan to be with each other because yeah. it's like intentional time spent with each other um, because that's really important, especially with we can both get caught up in the studying and like we have to, you know, be the best students that we can be. And that's so important, but it's also important to at the end of the day to still have like a relationship with each other and not work ourselves to where we like resent that work ethic, you know? So I think intentional time has definitely been something we've actually like had to make an effort of scheduling, but it's been really good for us for sure. And what was it like, I guess, to plan a wedding being college students? <laughs> because I, I remember how overwhelmed I was just keeping up with schoolwork and just, you know, other things on campus and y'all are both really involved yes. in other things as well. So like how, what was that process and that experience like of wedding planning? Yeah, that... I mean, I didn't have as much to do with that because she was, she was really big into the planning, but I was taking my DAT and had some of my really hard classes, so it was equally as difficult, but she was more on the wedding side. Yeah, so, so yeah, so we ended up getting, we got engaged in May, so it kind of, it was right when our sophomore years were kind of coming, was it, it was sophomore year, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. right when our sophomore years were kind of coming to a close, so like we had already finished that semester, and so we both went home, um, got engaged, and so then that summer... I spent a lot of time with my mom, like just kind of cranking out the planning and I knew it was like a year in advance, but also I knew that it, with me starting nursing school in August, um, I knew that it was gonna get busy. So I did a lot of the planning summer and I think that the planning I had left to do like in the school year was kind of like smaller things, but I think it also kind of gave me a little bit of a distraction from school. Mm. It was a nice little like moment of like, 
I'm looking forward to this kind of thing, something to work towards. And if I did have free time, it was something I could do that I enjoyed doing. I did mm -hmm. like doing it. So I think it honestly gave a really good like break almost for okay. um, school. It was busy, but I think I enjoyed it a lot. I do miss even like now in school, me and my friends joke, we're like, well, we don't have a wedding to plan. So <laughs> what are we going to do now? You know, so. Was there anything, I guess, during that like busy period any like skills you kind of learned and picked up on the way like you mentioned you were already planners but like mm -hmm. anything I guess outside of that um well we now we have a shared calendar which is very nice <laughs> for us <laughs> um especially because we always know what we're doing like as far as school schedules and stuff and I think I've always been a planner person like having an actual planner so that's always been something that I've done especially starting college um and I think you have a similar mm. strategy, but yeah. almost like our shared calendar is now almost like a shared planner and it's always on our phone. So we know what each other's doing at any moment. Mm -hmm. It's been really nice um, with like time management and time planning for sure. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing we had to wrap our heads around was in that time we had so many, st so much stuff to do and it was just really overwhelming seeing our to-do list. And so just taking it one step at a time really helped to deal yes. with that stress. Yes, day by day, because mm -hmm. you can't complete, I'll like plan a whole month out and it's like really overwhelming, but it's like you're not completing a whole month in one day. You take it day by day, so. Well, that's good advice. Mm -hmm. Speaking of advice, do y'all ever find yourselves being like overwhelmed with advice for being like a newlywed couple, being college students, being young people, just kind of, you know, figuring out adulting? Like, do y'all experience that? Like, are you saying like, um like people overwhelming us with advice? Yeah, just like, do you feel like you're just constantly being given oh. advice from everybody about <laughs> everything? I think, I think for sure. One thing I've learned <laughs> with being um, a newlywed, especially being young, we're both young, we're 21 and 22, so being a newlywed, being young, everyone has opinions. I think that's what mm -hmm. we've learned too, is that everyone has opinions, um, whether it be about being married, whether it be about wedding planning, whether it be about being married before you're done with school, like everyone's going to have their opinions. I think we've definitely experienced that for sure, both positive and negative sides of that. But I think the biggest thing for us was like, we're going to do what's best for us in yeah. this moment. And if we really thought about it and worked together as a team, like that's what we're going to do, what's best for us, depending no matter what other people, you know, kind of have to say, because at the end of the day, everyone is going to have an opinion. So I think we definitely have had both sides of the advice, yeah, you know, we definitely have. <laughs> what has been the best advice you received, but also the worst advice you've received? Hmm. Don't overthink it. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh gosh. Well. Um, I think my best, best advice as far as college goes is to really like that it does go by fast and to use every moment that you have um, to its fullest capacity. And I think we both have really done that with being involved. Mm -hmm. And I, now I say my own, like that same advice, I'm saying that to the new girls that are coming through, especially in the sorority. Um, like the freshmen, I'm like, this goes by seriously so fast. And I think like everyone says that and you don't really know until you are there. And it's like, wow, it's been four years and it's already over kind of thing. So I think that's probably the best advice is just to be as involved as we can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that we really both took that to heart for sure. Yeah. 
I'd say one of the worst pieces of advice that I got was that college is a time to be selfish. Mm. And while I can see the argument for that, like getting yourself where you need to be, like it totally detracts from what you need to be doing in college and getting involved and helping other people. And we've kind of flipped that on its head. Um, one, because I'm not selfish about myself because I'm with Piper and I'm taking care of her. Um, but also with other people on campus, I always lend a helping hand when needed. Um, so that was just something, whoever, I, I don't even remember who told it to me, but it just, it didn't sit right with me. And so I just was like, I'm going to do the opposite of that and help other people. Especially with how our school is kind of set up, it kind of, it is like a smaller, so it's kind of set up to be more of a collaborative environment. And I think if you do have that mindset of like, I'm going to be selfish, it does tend to maybe stray you to being more like secluded, which is totally mm, fine. Yeah. Some people do work best in that environment, but both of us definitely do not. I'm more of a team-based type of person. I think TJ is too. So I think that bias maybe works if you're like not a person that studies well in, in like groups and works best in teams. Mm. But I think our campus is set up to be kind of a collaborative space for other students. And so I think that that's definitely um, what we've at least realized from being here. When I was, because I, when I run through my questions, I sometimes ask myself these questions. Uh, so for me, college advice, one of the best pieces of advice that I was ever given was, I guess not really advice, it's more like a mantra, but like life doesn't get easier, you just get better. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of always keep that in the back of my mind whenever I'm feeling like overwhelmed or I feel like this week, or you know, mm -hmm. uh, just like exhausted from, you know, and I think of like, hey, well, a year ago or two years ago or back in high school I wouldn't have been able to handle this the same way so very true and I think worst piece of advice hmm I think people always well I'm a first gen uh, college graduate so a lot of times people would just tell me like oh just go home like if you're feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. or if you're feeling stressed like just like just go home and like talk to your mom about it or talk to you know your family about it and I'm like that doesn't always work. You know, mm -hmm. if my problems are here in Augusta, leave in Augusta, I'm going to come back to, you know, yeah. that's not going to necessarily solve anything. No, it um, just delays it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I can, you know, still get, you know, advice and support from my family, you know, on the phone or whatever I need to, but literally running away from my problems is not going <laughs> to, you know, help me out. Mm -hmm. um, how has it been supporting each other, I guess, academically, but also as partners and being uh, spouses at this point? What does that look like? I mean, honestly, it's been pretty easy. Um, whenever we go back home, I know Piper really likes to study in the car. And so she'll, <laughs> she'll, I'll make her drive and I'll just sit there with her notes and ask her questions about it yeah. and just support her that way. And we do the same thing, just sitting at the house. I help her study. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's been super easy for me. Mm -hmm. I think it's helped that we have different majors. It's helped, mm -hmm. but also could see the benefit of having the same majors. But it's almost like we both kind of help each other without being invo too involved in the material. Like I yeah. have no idea what kind of <laughs> yeah. cellular, molecular things are going on, but I can read the you know notes that he has and quiz him. And I think we both do that with each other. And it's good to be like, um, I guess like almost separated in our like knowledge. So like yeah. I have no idea, but I'm going off of what's on the page. You know what I mean? Another good thing that we were separated on majors is I'm super competitive. And <laughs> I know if, if, if we were doing the same thing, I'd always be trying to one up. 
Yeah. And that, that wouldn't be good for our relationship. So <laughs> no. It's really good so. that we're in different majors. <laughs> and I'm just not competitive. So I just genuinely don't really, you know, have a competitive spirit. So <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, okay, you win. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but um, even with like his interview for dental school um, and my interviews for like some jobs that I've been applying for, We've done like mock interviews and I guess it's kind of nice to have like a partner that's also in the same season of life as you mm -hmm. and like just practicing and throwing things back and like, oh, you should, you should say this or like, let's think because no interviews aren't difficult. It's things that you have already experienced, but like calling those memories back of like, but yeah. tell me about a time when, you know what I mean? So it's been nice to kind of bounce back ideas, especially since we're both kind of entering that phase. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember you both saying like you're more you're both kind of like people oriented, but did you find it, I guess, helpful coming in as a couple to like socialize with other folks and kind of spread your wings or was it more difficult because you had each other already? I think it was really good for us because yeah. we were what, like one of four from our high school. Yeah. So I have a twin sister. Five. She also goes here. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we kind of came in as a group of three almost because mm -hmm. it was me and my twin sister and then TJ. Um, but I think it was a little bit easier, the transition, just because we knew going in, like I knew I would have a roommate and my sister. And then obviously TJ was coming too. That made me feel like definitely more like comfortable and safe. Um, but I think it did have its disadvantages because we noticed like when people were making friends, a group of three is really intimidating yeah. to just walk <laughs> up into. So, but we really tried our freshman year. We both were at the dorms and it was during COVID. So it was that whole like weird boundary of like yeah. where are people mm -hmm. standing and um but we really tried to just kind of reach out to everybody that we saw like sitting by themselves or like anybody in like groups of like small groups we could be like hey like do you guys want to come sit with us and we ended up forming like a really close friend group yeah. and it was We're really still friends today yeah well, we awesome. are so it was really fun like we've had the, we've seriously had the best time and I think reaching out we definitely felt more comfortable reaching out to new people because we already kind of had those people it was almost like if you know if anything happens we do have these people still yeah. you know so i think it made it more comfortable for sure yeah and i and personally i feel like college friendships can run so much deeper because you get to experience so many things for the first time with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh your college friends outside of your loved ones and like that support from back home so yeah i still i think of some of my friends from freshman year that i'm still really close to so it's great that y'all were able to experience that too mm -hmm. But switching gears a little bit, we're going to play a fun little game. Uh, don't get too competitive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to use your whiteboards that uh, I gave you, so if you want to pick those up. Okay. And this is my version of the newlywed game, where I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and you're just going to answer, um, I guess, to see how well you know your spouse. So, getting started. <laughs> First question. What is your spouse's favorite study snack or comfort food, especially during exams? Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you got this.
All right. One, two, three. Reveal. What'd you say? <laughs> Any candy, but not chocolate. True. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what did you say? Salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you have. I guess. <laughs> okay. I say I say candy because we have like a candy bowl at our house, and when TJ's studying, I know when he has a test coming up because it's yeah, like cause always it's empty. empty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Oh, if your spouse could pick any spot on campus for a romantic date, where would it be? One, two, three. Quad. Said so the amphitheater. Oh, that, that's a good one too. We have gone on little picnics there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the quad is super pretty. Mm -hmm. It is really nice. I love the big tree there. It's very nice. Especially like in the spring before it gets like too hot mm -hmm. to just like sit out. Yeah. What is your spouse's favorite subject or class and why do they enjoy it? practicum because you got the best practicum oh yes i got my placement that i wanted yeah. first practicum oh awesome She's very happy yes, about it but i put biology because you like a challenge yeah <laughs> if your spouse could change one thing about augusta university what would it be Is here. Yeah, that's a good question. You're quick. increasing this uh, the budget for student life just because there's a lot more stuff on campus that I feel yeah. like you'd like to get involved in yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of did the same I said more guys interested in Greek life but yeah, yeah. Greek life in general I yeah. think we we both are in Greek life so we we love Greek life here all right last one because both of you are graduating this May if you could plan the ultimate post-graduation celebration together what would it be like just for us two? Yeah. Okay. But for you, you're figuring out what he would, what he what would, he would plan. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Hey. 
Do we have the same yeah. one? Yeah, same <laughs> one. Parks. National parks. Yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's our um, bucket list to go to all of them. We're actually going a couple this summer. Yes, we're oh, starting nice. our checklist of them. <laughs> Where's the first stop? Uh, is it New River Gorges National no, Park? No, that one is on our list. Um, for the stop? Yeah, oh, it's okay. Cuyahoga Valley yes. in Ohio. Oh, nice. And then we're going to New River Gorge in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then we're actually getting to go to Washington, D.C. also. Because yeah. we, like we like to always be learning, even on vacation, I guess. <laughs> Look, I'm all for it for vacation. It sounds like y'all got a busy summer ahead of <laughs> yeah, you. Yes, for sure. Well, thank y'all so much for coming on the show and chat with me a little bit. It's homecoming week. Do you want to give any shout outs to the team really quickly? Anybody in particular? Pass the paw? Oh, wait, you mean like our like organizations? Sure, if you want to. Okay. You go first. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. I'm trying to think of what to say. Don't overthink it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be competing and pass the ball with my sorority, Alpha Chi Omega, and I'm really excited. Last year, we won pass the ball for our um, like category of organization, so we're hoping to take home the trophy again. And I'll also be competing in dance comp, so we're really oh, nice. excited. Yes, we're really excited for all of that, and I guess best of luck to all the sisters participating, even the Panhellenic sisters. And then I'll be doing everything with Delta Chi, so born proud, raised proud. Nice. <laughs> well, thanks, y'all. Yeah, thank you. All right, y'all. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. I really enjoyed meeting our immunologists because I think they're going to do some game-changing work for the university because, look, if they reach that international status that you talked about, I think that would be great for everybody. And it was fun to chat with TJ and Piper. They were definitely a fun bunch uh, to have on. So all of them are welcome back to come to the podcast at any time. And if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you let us know. Let us know on Spotify. You can actually give us comments and engage with us on that platform. And, of course, you can always take the conversation over to our social media channel or our Instagram as well. So talk to us on at In The Wild Pod on Instagram because we love hearing from you guys and we want to make sure that we're talking about the right stuff. And if you have any questions or have any ideas for what we should talk about next time, let us know because We'll add that to the show as well. But I'm all inspired. I'm loved out at this point. But stay tuned with all of the other AU Sweetheart content that we have coming out this week. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.